The Boston Celtics have the right attitude, an attitude that could carry them all the way back to the NBA Finals. Plus, the rematch against Golden State. What should we worry about there? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I am here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed. No matter what podcasting platform you prefer, this show is there. So if you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Thank you. I appreciate you sampling the show. Hopefully, you'll be a subscriber by the end of it. You can also watch the show on YouTube if you prefer uh, regular listeners, thank you for making the show your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today's show brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Celtics getting ready. This is a Friday show, Saturday, 8:30, national TV, ABC, like real national national TV. Uh, they are taking on the Golden State Warriors. So we will kind of preview, and I'm not going to say I'm not concerned about some of the things that the Warriors do well. There's, It's going to be, I think, a a great game. I think both teams are going to be up for that. We're going to talk about that later in the third segment. But I want to start talking about the attitude of this team because I think that deserves more attention. To do that, let's bring in our good friend and get the underscore boys back in effect. Tom underscore NBA, otherwise known as Tom Westerholm. Tom, how are you feeling right now? Well, um, <laughs> I told you before the show that we probably have about 20 minutes of podcasting before my voice goes entirely. And uh-huh. you and I tend to go for 40 minutes, uh, to yeah. much, to the, much to the dismay of uh, everyone listening and all your bosses. So, <laughs> um, so we're gonna, our boss is going to be happy because we're going to do this the right way. All right. Do all right. This the all right. right I am focused on basketball. Let's go. (laughs) People, the people in the comments who constantly leave timestamps or where the basketball time uh, talk starts are going to be very, very happy about this. Uh, Let's start with. It's only ever like four minutes. Come on. I know. I mean, it's just like, I mean, people got to relax a little bit. Where so I have this great recipe, Tom, that I came up with. It's a three bean chili, but I do. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! No, sorry, sorry. It's nope. basketball. We're talking about basketball, basketball first. It's basketball first, but I'll get you the recipe later. Okay. Uh, the Celtics, the attitude has has been something that has stuck out over the past couple of days. I got into that in the third segment of last night's show, where my takeaway ultimately was that this, this is less a basketball regular season for the Celtics, and it is more a process geared towards getting them four wins in June. And that's all anything they're doing is geared towards. Uh, so let me, get, let me just throw that out to you and kind of get your kind of take on, on that concept. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Because, I mean, anytime, and I mean, I, I think for, for a lot of contenders over the years, I think that's probably the case, right? When, like, when you know that you can get there, when you know you have the capability of getting there, a lot of, I think, the, the work goes into preparing to, to do that and then to, to, to get those, those big wins. So, um, look, and I mean, like, every single time, I, I swear, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I, I hope Jason Tatum. You know, every whenever he responds to a question from a reporter, he somehow brings it back to, you know, we're trying to win a championship. We have a goal here. We're trying to win a championship. I hope that's the the case in like real life too. Like Deuce is like, Hey dad, can I have some juice? (laughs) And 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 Tatum's like, Hydration is meaningless unless you there's a there's a title at the end. Do you want apple or orange? You know what I mean? Like it's like I, I just feel like he's so every question that he answers, he's so focused on um, you know, like we're, we're, we're winning. We're trying to win a title. We're trying to win a title. We're trying to win a title. Um, they've, they've stayed very, Hello, Mr. Tatum, would you like to save on your, uh, on your car insurance? Well, yes. Uh, but only if it gets me a title at the end of it. Right. Yes. I would like to ensure that I win a title this year and I don't feel this way for the rest of the summer. Although one thing I was thinking about too, that I think is kind of interesting. I do think these guys have seen some therapists <laughs> like, cause like they have a very, <laughs> They have a very healthy attitude about all of this stuff, right? Like they, you know, I, I think it was it was either Jalen or Jason yesterday was talking to reporters and he said, you know, we got, I think it was Jalen, said we got to the finals and it was the biggest moment of everybody's life and we lost and that humbles you. And it's like, yeah, that would be like some some really like tough stuff to deal with. And yet here they all are the next season dealing with it and winning and having a good attitude um, and having like a healthy attitude about it. So, um, yeah, credit, credit, credit to these guys. They seem like they're doing well, uh, even despite their, their basketball traumas here. Yeah. And I think, I think that speaks to, um, the Joe Missoula influence. This is the, this yeah. was the last segment of my show last night and, and the subject of my feature story on Boston sports journal that Joe Missoula has, like, we are finally starting to see the fruits of the Joe Missoula coaching pay off in in how they're playing and what they're saying. And it's, I guess finally seeing it is not exactly the right phrasing, but it's, it's starting to come through, right? It's, it's, if, if we're boiling water, we're starting to see the bubbles come up to the top, right? Like this is, we're, we're seeing the results of all of their focus, all of their um, attention to detail. And, and look, Joe Missoula talks about, humility, um, talks about attention to detail. And he just, he is so focused on the little things, doing all the little things, right. That you see him coaching, uh, in the third quarter of a 40 point game and being like mad at guys. And you see him doing things like putting Jalen Brown back in the fourth quarter. You're like, Whoa, Whoa. Hey, Joe. Okay. It's over. It's over now. You can you can slow it down. Like focus on coaching these other guys. Coach these other guys up. You know, get Justin Jackson going. Get get Peyton Pritchard going. But his his words, like you know, when a team is bought in, they start to sound like their coach, and they certainly sound a lot like Joe Missoula right now. They they are, and and I think the Eme stuff forced them to focus. And they've done a great job doing so, uh, and and that intense focus at the beginning has just carried through. And the losses, the, you know, the loss in the finals has certainly stuck with them. 
I think it's all kind of bubbling up to the point of here we are. And after a big win like this, they just, they're just very kind of, Hey, business-like business-like this is, we've got something, you know, something to, to, to focus on. And I think Tom, I'll throw this out to you. You can answer after the break. I think there are certain stages. There are three stages of a contender. One, young and stupid. You're too dumb to know that you're supposed to lose. So you've got the talent. You've got like, you know, you're still kind of selfish, but everybody's just kind of playing free and whatever. And yeah, I'll get my points, but whatever. We're just having some fun. And, and that's kind of like the young, stupid contender. Now you've got prime contender. This is these guys. They haven't won yet or maybe they've won once, but they're still like hungry. They're all in their mid twenties. That's what these guys are. And then there's the aging contender, the, what the warriors are, what we saw the 2010 Celtics kind of be the, those are the guys that would take the Toronto game off and just be like, yeah, whatever. Like they have gotten to a point where they've built the habits over the course of time. And now they know exactly what they need to do. So they, they don't need to focus the way they focus now. Let's We'll talk about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Masterclass. I've been taking these Masterclasses, uh, and they've been really great. I've been taking Steve Martin's Comedy Masterclass, which is really actually helping me kind of develop my, my podcasting abilities and, and try to hone those a little bit better. But I'm also taking a Mixology one. I've signed up for Phil Ivey's Poker Strategy one. There's even a Steph Curry one that uh, I'm looking forward to kind of watching to see what that's all about. You can learn anything. You can learn how to write a book or a screenplay. There's over 180 exclusive classes brought to you by instructors that you know, that you recognize, that you love. Um, and it's a real nice immersive learning experience that you can kind of cater to your own time frame. You can watch for 10 minutes and learn something. You can watch for an hour and learn something. You can just bookmark it and get back to it you customize it to your own needs. You don't have to sit down and block out four hours. You're not taking a college course. This is something that you build over your own time and you can explore this at your own leisure. And in addition to the video lessons, master classes uh, provide you with downloadable lesson recaps. For example, cooking classes come with these kind of like cookbook quality uh, guides. It's, it's really, really cool. I highly recommend that you check it out. This holiday, you can give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one for free. They're only $15 a month for the annual membership. So check it out at masterclass.com slash locked on today. Masterclass.com slash locked on. Again, an annual membership only starts at $15 a month. Terms apply. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs. I know the importance of getting a good pool of uh, candidates for uh, your hiring needs. So go to LinkedIn Jobs, they have great tools. First of all, very easy to do, few clicks. You set up your your, uh, your job post, you set up your purple hiring frame uh, on LinkedIn. It promotes the, the your hiring, promotes the fact that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So. Uh, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MBA. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown MBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
Hey there, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen. It's a great recap of all the big stories across the sports world. 22 minutes, you're going to get a full uh, immersion thanks to the Locked On local host of the local experts. It's going to get you caught up on everything you need to know. It's where you found this podcast and on YouTube. Tom Westerholm, what do you think of my three-tiered contender kind of time frames and, and where the Celtics are? Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably more tiers than that. Like, you know, if you think about like the 08 Celtics, right? Like that was like aging, but hadn't won yet. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. they were aging. And, and so like they, they didn't take anything off because they hadn't really won anything. They were, you know, so they went, they won 66 games that year or whatever. Um, so I, I do think there are more tiers, but I do think that you're you're absolutely right about the Celtics being in kind of that like, you know, young, like, you know, kind of you know, young and like, you know, overconfident tier. Um, Cause I, I think, that, and I think that speaks to um, something that, that Jalen said last night, I brought it up earlier. Like, you know, he mentioned that like losing in the finals, it really brings out humility in you. You know, it's, it, it is, it, it's this thing that like, it really hammers home to you. Like, okay. Like there's like, I'm this great basketball player, right? I I've been right. a superstar since I was a freshman in high school, you know, well before that I've been a superstar my whole life. And so, you know, you get to the NBA and you assume that's going to continue, right? Because like mm -hmm. we're human, it's human nature. You assume that like everything is going to be as possible for you in the NBA as it was in college, as it was in high school, et cetera. And, you know, for somebody like Jalen, for somebody like Tatum, they've had nothing to show them that that's incorrect, you know, to this point, like it's just been a rise. So they get to the finals and they lose there. They come up short against a great player, a great team, a, a proven winner that knows how to win. Like the warriors winning that finals was not a fluke. Like they were right. a hyper experienced team with a bunch of stars, including one really, you know, super transcendent. Star. Yeah. 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 Like, and, you know, like, I think if you kind of get to that point and you have that realization that that wasn't a fluke, that that wasn't the refs didn't screw you out of the finals. Nothing like that happens. You lost to a veteran team. That is such a valuable lesson that Jalen and Jason picked up. And I mean, I think it really speaks to kind of who they are as professionals that we're seeing this, that we're seeing like this, like, you know, historically great start, this historically great offense. And. Like, I mean, it also speaks to like, you know, the talent around them and to the team that Brad Stevens assembled and all of that. But like when you talk about this Celtics team and like the things that they've learned, it's very clear that they all kind of learned this hard lesson together and, you know, that, that they all experienced that and now they're ready to, to, to go try to do something about it. So, um, yeah, I just thought I, I think uh, and I think I think Jalen's comments really speak to that. I thought he had um, one one line that I thought was kind of a bar. He's like, um I think that's uh, what was it? Uh, we're playing from our experiences, from the heartbreak, from coming up short, and you're seeing some of that put into the season. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I I do, I do think that maybe we're as much as we have followed this team and seen what they're about and all of that. I think we are underselling a little bit the impact of that loss. I think we're really. That that lost in the in the finals, we knew it hurt them, but I don't think we fully understand how deeply it cut them, and I think that that is seriously at play here. I think that's 
probably part of why they they won that game in Toronto. It's yep. probably part of why they came out of that game against Phoenix and were like, yeah, that's nice. Next. And 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 I think there's what? two reasons for that. I think you're right. I also think that they know that there's something weird happening in Phoenix, and that was not actually like I don't think that game was yeah. representative of either team. Like the Celtics are really good and they're probably better than the Suns, but like also like Yeah, not forty five points better than not the Suns. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that in and look, hey. I, and, and this will get into some of the stuff we're going to talk about with the Golden State Warriors game. I'm, I'm, I watched that game again, and I just I mentioned this last night in the podcast. They, the the Suns were playing okay. They're playing well to start, yeah. and then they started missing. And I think they just started like shrugging. And I, I think the misses kind of wore them down. Some they they weren't prepared. The Suns weren't really fully prepared for missing the shots that they missed. And I think it all kind of cascaded on them. And when Joe Mazzulla said after the game, Hey, it's not hard for me to find things that we could have done better because we gave up a lot of wide open shots. He's a hundred percent right. You can see it again. Just watch that first quarter again. And you can yeah. see how many wide open shots that Phoenix missed. And look, the Celtics are, better than the Phoenix Suns. Their record shows it. Their their performance shows it. But they are also you're right. They're not that much better than Phoenix. They're not it's not they, they treated Phoenix like they were the San Antonio Spurs. And so I, I I do feel like yeah there's probably some realization of okay, okay, I don't know what's going on here. We're gonna take it. We're gonna get out of here. Um but hey look Marcus and, and Jalen were dancing Pretty, pretty uh, openly on the sidelines. So they weren't that like humble about it. But I do think that the loss to Golden State is it, it really has fueled a lot. And I, I do think when we talk about the word humbling, that's come around a couple of times. Came up after the Miami game. Grant Williams said it. Uh, came up now after this game talking about how last year affected them. Jalen Brown said it. I think they've been humbled to a point where Jalen and Jason understood. We tried to do it all in the finals and we couldn't. And for, for two guys to say, Hey, who, who have been used to doing it all. And for them to say, Oh, okay. We, we failed. We are the ones who turn the ball over a ton. It's it, we're the ones that had the 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 finals. They had a chance to go up. They had t- had a chance to go was three one in the finals. That's not insurmountable, but pretty insurmountable. And they lost that chance. And Steph Curry took that away from them, and they gave it away themselves. So it's like that's what the superstar is. This is that's where we need to be as 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 high as we are on ourselves, and look at look at them celebrate. They're on our court. They're on our court with the trophies and with the with all everything. And so yeah, I think that really is something that they're carrying with them, and it is fueling them. I think their their attitude is in the exact right spot. And my number one thing moving forward is can that attitude stay there? I'm not I'm re- I'm not worried about the, the basketball that they're playing necessarily. 
not worried about their offense, not worried about their defense as much. Um, I'm not worried about the coaching. I'm worried about their mentality. It's can you keep this going? And I'll let you, I'll let you answer that in just a second, because that's going to bleed into talking about the Golden State Warriors in this game on Saturday night that I think is going to be a really big game and kind of an important game to see where the Celtics, you know, how, how they are really handling themselves. We talk about this mentality. There's something there uh, to, to take out of that. We'll talk about that next. First, today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your bet, sports betting information, stats, news, analysis. It's all there at betonline.net. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. In fact, I'm looking forward to seeing what the line is tomorrow when I wake up for the Celtics and the Warriors because the Celtics have gone into the last two games as underdogs. This is the first two times the Celtics were not favored, and they kind of blew that out of the water. So I want to see if the Celtics end up favored in Golden State. Uh, that's going to be interesting. But you can get all of it. You can also get your football, soccer, esports, whatever. It's all there at betonline.net. And if you love podcasts, which I know you do because you're right here right now, you can find podcasts at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head on over to the website today. You can use your mobile device. To learn more, BetOnline is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, Saturday night. I was I said a lot of words before the break. Tom Westerholm was like, <gasps> and I said, nope, stop. So now you get to rebut. You get to build on what I said before. I, I, I build on. Yeah, I'm not rebutting anything. I just think like, you know, you, you talk about kind of the Celtics mentality and, like, and you know, like kind of the, the long term, you know, the, the sustainability of it and everything. And I think one of the things that, that, that has really struck me about this team is like all, all, all the stuff that they've gone through. It's, it's kind of just life stuff. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's a lot yeah. like you get older, you become an adult and you start to realize like you, you get, you know, yeah, like you get you get kicked around a little bit some things happen here and there that like you you know you kind of you kind of learn from and you know you, you realize like okay i i guess i got to do this differently next time and you just kind of mm-hmm. build as an adult right and and that's like i mean that's that's just like so much of life and these guys are experiencing that at the nba level you know i think i i think like like you said you know they met that superstar and they looked at him and they said wow we need to get to that level <laughs> and that's that's part of life, right? You see, it was like very somebody. Biblical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they met yeah. that superstar and they saw him and they said, "Wow." Yeah, in uh, in the NBA, uh, chapter three, verse one. Um, yeah, <laughs> like you know, you, you meet somebody, like you see somebody who who is attaining the things that you want to attain, and uh, and and you just kind of learn. You watch their habits, you learn from their habits, and you know, you you make it your own kind of, and you, you get to that level and you try to win a title again. And it's just kind of like, it's that, uh, you know, it's that, it's that phrase that I think it's misused all the time. That's like, you know, fail better, right? Like you fail once, do it again, fail better. And it's like, yeah. um, you know, that's just, that's just what the NBA is. And I think that's what the Celtics are doing this year. They're like, they're, um, well, I mean, so far they're not failing much, but, uh, <laughs> if, if they are, they're certainly failing better. There's no question about that. So let's look at this Warriors game here and, and, and things that I might be, I don't know. I'm going to say concerned about, because if you lose to the war, I, I, I think the warriors are uh, sleeping dogs, let's say like they're, they're just kind of, 
they've kind of been tinkering around and their lineups have been kind of funky and some guys have not been, you know, they had a little bit of drama and this and that. And I just, I never, I'm never really worried necessarily about the Warriors. And a lot of, a lot of people have said like, maybe we should be, but they're sitting there at what's their, what's their record. They're 13 and 13. They're four games out of first. I mean, four games out before Christmas is nothing. You might as well be tied. Right at that point, uh, the West, by the way, I mean, that's you go all the way down to Minnesota at 11th. That's that's four games separate all those teams. That that's kind of wild that there's everybody's so close. But I think the there are a couple of things that the, the Warriors can do that hurt the Celtics. One is they can switch a lot on defense, which has really hurt the Celtics. And two, they run pretty quick and explosive pick and rolls and Celtics have struggled defending those. So are, are those, are those concerns of yours? Like what, what, let's start with the defense because you're going to have to stop. The defense has been much better. They're up to ninth in the league, but you're going to have to stop this Warriors team that, you know, for, for all of their, their struggles, they're still putting up 17, you know, 117 and a half points per game. And they have a player, you know, that we've ta- I think we've talked about this. The Celtics have certain guys who they just like really struggle with. And like they're, they're not and like and guys who other teams struggle with who they just don't. Right. Like they obviously, you know, they're great against a bunch of Eastern Conference guys. They're like Steph is just it's he's hard for everybody. But like, yeah, even when the Celtics were at their defensive peak, the, he was the guy who just cracked them like over and over and over again. And, you know. This Celtics team defensively isn't quite as good as last year's team. So yes, I, I think that's I think that's all legitimate. I think you know you look at what Curry can do in the pick and roll and how and how lethal he is as as a shooter. You know, it's I mean it's it's definitely concerning. I think you know it'll be interesting to see. We, we've seen the Celtics so laser focused this season. We've seen them so on top of things and so um, kind of wounded by what happened last year that you would really expect them to come out like give the Warriors like a full dose of like 2020, 20, uh, 2022, 2023 Celtics. Um, but I mean, look, like we saw it with the heat, right? Like teams that, that like, you know, sometimes a team can, can be pretty mediocre uh, in every game surrounding the Celtics, but they really want to beat the Celtics. And I would not be surprised if that's the case with the Warriors, you know, like, like I, I suspect they really want to win this one. Um, and I would expect them to be, a, I mean, for one thing, like you said, 13, uh, 13 and 13 is nothing. The Celtics were 23 and 24 last year, and they finished the number two seed in the East. So um, right. that's not, uh, you know, like, like 13 and 13 is nothing. And, you know, two, I think the Celtics are um, probably a special case for them. It's funny because they just cut, they're coming off of a loss to the Pacers. Pacers are better than expected, but yeah. still a loss to the Pacers, a loss to the Jazz, better than expected, but yeah. they're, up, they're up four with, what eight seconds there or some weird thing and and they they gave up a game-winning dunk so that's they've had some real struggles lately but i still feel like this warriors team is is gonna be up for the celtics now there's gonna be no wiggins and that yep. hurts them He's big that does hurt them. them yep but at the same time i just still feel like they are going to see this as, well, first of all, national TV, ABC. And as I said before, it's not just national TV ESPN. This is national TV where 
my my mom who's in her 70s who I just talked to today and I was like you can watch this game she she doesn't understand like TV guides and stuff like that she's like I keep watching all the sports with the TV and I cannot find the Celtics at all and I'm like mom it's it's I try to explain it she's just no I can I cannot find the Celtics I cannot watch the basketball <laughs> and so um she she's excited to finally watch the Celtics for the first time on Saturday night that's you it's a much bigger audience that's available so the Warriors are not going to want to look bad in that game. Neither are the Celtics. The Celtics are going to be fully engaged in that game. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they end up. If, an engaged Celtics defending the pick and roll, what does that do? And does that tell you how much they've focused on other things and how – you know, where, where they've kind of let go, like rested a little bit. So I'm very interested to see that. I'm also very interested, interested to see how they attack the Warriors defense. And again, without Wiggins, that hurts them, but the switching that, in fact, I would contend as I think through this, as I'm on the fly, not having Wiggins puts a, a different defender on the floor, maybe a different mismatch that they can hunt. And it's the mismatch hunting that is hurt. Yeah, that that, they fall into that trap so easily. If they can, if they can not take that bait, then that tells me that they're learning quickly. They're picking things up on the fly. That that's going to be a huge thing for me. Yeah. And I think related to that, I'm really curious to see how just kind of the new additions and then also the, the the new ways um, that, that the Celtics offense works, like how that, um, you know, kind of tries to solve the, the, the Warriors problem because I mean, Celtics had a lot of turnovers last year. Like they, you know, they, they really struggled with um, just simple taking care of the ball and, and, and generating good looks that way. And like this year's team just has like, there, there have been some turnovers and there have been some nights where they have turnovers, but like they all, but then on those nights, it also feels like they make, you know, 24, three pointers. And it's just like, you know, and like they have so many different ways that they can just burn you offensively and i'm curious to see if they do that against the warriors because the because i mean again like they're doing this to teams like if you do it to the grizzlies right it's like okay good job like the grizzlies are a good young team but Mm -hmm. the grizzlies are young you do it to you know even like the nuggets it's like okay there's defensive holes on the nuggets do it to the warriors like do it to this team that's been around forever and that really wants to beat you and has won a bunch of championships together like yeah like Try to burn a team like that with all, with all this new um, with all this new stuff. I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also curious to see if Al Horford plays because he was in health and safety protocols. And yes, he was. I, 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 first of all, I don't know what happened to get. He's he's had COVID like what four or five times already. The the dude for all of the the health, he's healthy and and all of that. He just is a COVID magnet. I don't understand <laughs> that at all, man. He keeps getting it. So, Danny Ainge, um, when he told when he told Al Horford that he was uh, that he uh, was incredibly healthy, he forgot to take COVID into account. Yeah, right. So uh, that's, but uh, yeah, that's that's the last thing I was worried about. Hey, I gotta mention this. I keep forgetting, so I'm just gonna jam this in at the last minute. Completely unrelated to this. Let's uh, go. Shout out to Grant Williams for the rhythm dribble. I never got to mention that in yesterday's podcast. I have it written down in front of me, and I forgot to mention it. I didn't mention it at all throughout this because I didn't find an, uh, an entry point for that. Grant Williams had a wide open three in the right corner, 
and it was so wide open that, you know, guys turn around, they go, oh man, I'm so open. I'm surprised by how open that I am. And, and they kind of throws them off. He took that nice little rhythm dribble and drilled the shot. I just want to say shout out to the rhythm dribble because that's, I'm, I'm a big rhythm dribble guy. It's one of the little tiny minutia things. And I bring it up only because people who listen to the podcast and know I've talked about the rhythm dribble before tweeted at me and were like, Hey, rhythm dribble, John. So I was like, yes, that was awesome. Yeah, man. A good rhythm dribble. There is, ah, it just makes you feel so good. Makes you feel so comfortable. Makes you, makes you feel cozy. You're you're shooting a cozy three pointer when you get a rhythm. That's it. Just a nice little dribble. Boom. Hot chocolate. I'm going to let Tom stop talking because I think we've squeezed everything. I lasted. I did pretty good. I think you did I, well. You did yeah. well. Yeah. You did well. Yeah. All, All right. right. Appreciate so, you. <laughs> thanks to Tom Westerholm for coming in, uh, playing hurt. Appreciate you. And I uh, appreciate you listening, watching the show on YouTube. Thank you so much. We are uh, up over 9,100 subscribers now on YouTube, which is just an awesome number. Thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you, everybody who has subscribed. I really appreciate every single one of you. And if you were listening here and you're new and you're still here, hopefully that means that you are also going to subscribe. Uh, please do that. And if you are one of the subscribers I just talked about, I'd love it if you shared the podcast, tell your friends, your family, everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.